everybody. And we are back. Hey, what's up? Welcome back. My name is Trent Rashad. And I'm Marcus Drew Steele. And you are listening to Cold Pop. All right. So clearly, what is our motto? There's been a lot going on. There's a lot going on. That's, I mean, that, we, that's going to be on the t-shirt. If we need to. We need on to, our merch. We need to do like a turn of phrase. So, a turn of phrase or something with that. So yeah. So we have, I mean, always there's a lot going on. Um, and let's hop into it. How was your weekend? It was good. It was good. You know, I have been relishing in the final days of summer. Um, Labor Day weekend will be here before we know it. And it'll be cold as ice back in Chicago again. And I'm just not, I'm not sure if I'm prepared for that, especially with everything going on right now. It's going to be interesting because, you know, with things being shut down and kind of once that weather does start to hit, I am going to be scared for some people. Yeah. Some people need the outside, you know, and this is, that's kind of like been the saving grace to kind of get out and move around. Those types of things, and so I, me. I am a little worried. Um, once that weather does hit, how this will, how people are going to navigate that. So, uh, if you need to pick up a hobby or something, now's the time to find one. <laughs> while there's still time, because you're going to need to find something to do while you're in the house all winter. Um, yeah, so this is how it's going to be. It's going to be a little bit of a mess. Uh, um, but that's pretty much. I mean, just dealing with that. What about you? Um. I had a good weekend. I kind of got to play around a little. I got to go outside. I was at the beach uh, for a little bit. Let's go um, to the beach. Eat. Yeah, so that Let's was fun. Um, we went to that brunch. What beach did you go to? It was, so this is um, the South Shore, South Shore Cultural Center. Um, the beach that's right out towards the back of that. It's kind of like... It's like a little small beach, but we walked a little ways out. I can't tell y'all where. We had like a little secret location. It was really cute. But um, was there safety precautions at the secret location? There were definitely safety precautions. There were, it was completely COVID uh, regulated as far as guidelines, social distancing, and all of those things were into effect. Uh, it was just nice to kind of be outside and yeah. uh, enjoy that. While we can, so did that. I, um, I watched. You know what I watched? I was watching a lot of Medea plays this weekend. Oh yeah, I remember you saying that. That is just. You know what? I think I forgot about the brilliance that were those plays. The plays were really good. Like, I liked them so, more than the movies. It's so interesting. There was a TikTok about like the four types of people that watch Tyler Perry plays. What are the they? person who like fast forwards through all the songs? Um, I like the songs. There's the person who, uh, like, is watching it for religious reasons and kind of yeah. like praying along with the people on the mm-hmm. on the screen. Uh, the kind of person that I think like likes all the songs or watches all the songs or tries to sing that with the actors. Me. That would be um, me. So, and yeah. you. That would be yeah. you as well. Well, no. Like, it's funny <laughs> because I have my certain plays that I really like the music of and then the other ones I just kind of like fast forward through. Mm-hmm. I've now seen a lot of them and so I just kind of like zip through to those favorite the songs, parts. Yeah. Or, I mean, those songs or those parts that I really do love but it was just once a reminder of for me, you know, Tyler Perry is that bitch. Like, Tyler Perry was building these things and, like, taking these shows on the road in his early 30s. Like, he was our age when he was touring with mm-hmm. Class Reunion and 
Medea, um, family you know, reunion. diary in Medea's family reunion. Like, he was a young guy doing this. And so a little bit of that was, like, very inspiring of being like, you know, <laughs> go out there and do it. Because he was definitely making things happen. Yeah. Um, also, he's being, like, awarded... He's going to get like oh, a yeah, primetime Emmy. I saw, that. Um, I saw that. So he's getting like the Governor Award or, or something of something of that nature um, from being awarded that through the primetime Emmy. So I was just like, yeah, like definitely someone who deserves it, who's been doing the damn thing uh, and grinding for a long time. Mm-hmm. But it was just fun to watch those and kind of laugh um, all over again. So nice. Got some really bad news or like sad news this week as well. Um, so... Xavion Davenport, better known as Chi-Chi Devane from season 8 of RuPaul's Drag Race, passed away this week. Um, and that was really tough to hear. I believe Chi-Chi was 34. Yes. And had some complications um, and had some different, had back-to-back hospitalizations as well. Um, but I think had some difficulties with, with pneumonia um, after acquiring pneumonia away and so really and, it, and just to just know is also be so the she had a disease called scleroderma 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 i think is how you pronounce it yeah i saw it i was not going to try to pronounce it and that know. inflamated the pneumonia mm-hmm. made the pneumonia worse um, and so and so we i knew that like had some like was getting out of the hospital i think in early july but ended up going right back in august yeah and um yeah, I've, I mean, a lot of people have kind of started to show their support through mm-hmm. social media. It's really but sad. But definitely sad. One yeah. of a, a really good queen. Yeah, I liked Chi Chi um, a, a lot. Really great drag queen, especially in so, her season. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, so we'll definitely miss you, Chi Chi. Yeah. And much praise to her family. Absolutely. And the and the Drag Race family as well. So. All right. Uh, shall we keep it moving? Let's get it. Let's go on to our very first segment entitled Woocha. Okay, so we have a lot of things going on this week. Let's go ahead and get started. Um, I'll go ahead and kick us off. Okay. So, Miss Britney Spears. Okay, Miss uh-huh. Britney Spears has been in the news. Now? All right, so Britney Spears is actually right now petitioning for the a change in the role of her conservator. Oh, to take her dad off the conservator. So, right. So, for those who don't know, ever since 2000, um, Eight tw- 2008, yeah, 2008, um, Brittany has been assigned a conservator, which basically is a role of someone who helps make decisions about the person's life who's who might be incapacitated or, or unable to make those decisions. Right. Um, for themselves due to mental uh, mental health or what have you. And so he's been the conservator for quite some time, but actually took a break because his own health reasons um, at that point, uh, which Jody Montgomery started to take over this role. Now, all of this is on the back of this whole hashtag free Britney trend. I know people have seen it on Twitter, on Instagram, mm-hmm. and a number of her fans have been trying to reach out to her and send these like cryptic messages up to her through like social media. There was that one instance where a fan was like, "Brittany, if you need help, wear yellow. Uh, wear yellow." And so, like the, in like the next following post, she had on like a yellow shirt, and you know, people. It was like a conspiracy theory. People was like, <gasps> and it was just an, an entire thing. I mean, 
It's very interesting to When read. I look at her TikTok, you I you know, she has like those really dark circles in her eyes and it's right. just like yeah, something's going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you get on her Instagram, you kind of see some of those same like behaviors that might be like kind of leaning towards someone who might be incapacitated or like might have some mental health issues. Um, not to stereotype anything, but just from from her appearance, it's like, okay, something's going on here and I'm not exactly sure. Now, she went to court this past week in order to get her father um, taken off of the role of her conservator. Now, what the judge allowed is that there's going to be the extension of Jody Montgomery as her conservator for at least until February of 2021, which gives them a little bit of time. Now, what has to happen in that time, um, I guess they're going to start to kind of make the case as to why the dad should no longer be taken off. Right. I mean, she's going to have to prove her fitness to like be able to take care of herself. Well, not necessarily just take care of herself because she is going to have, she's not saying that I don't want to have anyone. She's going to have someone. It's just not dad. She just don't want dad. Yeah. So it's going to be this Jody Montgomery person. So it's very, yeah, it's very like (laughs) woo child because of like, who else would you trust to make these types of decisions over your finances and your estate? Where is Lynn Spears? So apparently she was there too at the court proceedings as well. We are not clear if Brittany was there or not. Because I think that she has like a team of lawyers that are basically helping her fight this. But what has to happen now between this time and February 2021 is she has to kind of like start to build this case as to why um, the dad would be unfit. Apparently she stated she lost so much money during the um, of not being able to complete the Vegas residency because he had certain health issues and there were there was an issue about who was going to you know do what. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a little concerned just in the idea that like I don't I don't know if I knew that Brittany was at this point. Um, at what point? At this point where she had to have someone who was like oh yeah in control of her. Yeah, I mean she doesn't have full custody of her children. Well, that I knew, and I just you know I kind of like equated that to like whatever you know relationship issues that she's had with like past baby daddies or whatever like that but this mm-hmm. I did not I don't know if I was fully aware of what Miss Brittany was going through yeah from um, uh, the last thing I read I remember maybe this was several months ago but like the kids actually live with Kevin you know and like they come and visit Brittany a couple times you know a few days or however many days a month or whatever but like they don't leave they don't even live with her so I, I'm that alone lets me know that like something yeah. is wrong or maybe just maybe not all the way right yet. Right. So there's obviously something going on. I mean, this conservator also is responsible for making like medical decisions for Brittany, which also could be like a big thing about like medication and like what yeah. things that she and what those medications know. are. So I mean, it's just interesting. It's just definitely a lot. I mean, keep in mind her dad has been her conservator for well since, over a decade i mean yeah i mean when you really think about it probably her whole life Bas- cause right. like basically you know what i'm saying like come on yeah. so it's just um hmm. it's this is really interesting and i'm and i'm trying to figure out exactly what this will what effect this will have um on her if he was the one that was kind of holding it all together and she's just wanted to get away 
or if you know there's really some snake shit going on. Right. So interesting. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Uh, I just wanted to do a quick recap of the DNC convention. Oh yes. Uh, a lot of things going on. Can we talk about the DNC sparing no expense? Like, <laughs> um, okay, Doctor Hammond. <laughs> I said, wow. I said, okay, wait. I said, hold on. Like, y'all really said since this is going to be virtual, we are going to go off. So one of the things that I've been, I told you. I've told you this before, but if you do not follow Dan Rather on Twitter, mm-hmm. you absolutely should. Okay. Dan Rather is be on there talking very reckless. And I'm like, Dan, what are you doing? But he that's said... His, that's his platform. I did, Hey. He said, this is my time. He's a good person to follow on Twitter, though. One of the things that he said, though, that I actually agreed with and I noticed is he said that um, this DNC convention was it seems like this DNC convention was put together so that each piece could be consumed individually. So basically they pieced this whole convention together so that you could take a Michelle Obama speech or yeah. um, a Hillary Clinton speech or a Barack Obama speech or whoever and like they can all trend and do numbers on their own individually. Yeah. He was like since he's like this has been cut into a million pieces yes. so that people can digest I think it's a very this smart. Very move. smart. It's how very, people very digest information. Yes. Like, yes. it's just what it is. It and, keeps the conversation, you going. know. And so, like, a clip or a performance of Billie Eilish, a like. Oh, you mean Billy Porter? No, Billie Eilish. Um, saying. Oh, she sang too. Yeah, one day this week. Oh, Billy Porter did too. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, like, spared no expense, and I don't know if it's like expense or whatever, but like. Everyone and their mama participated in this DNC. Who were the so Eva Longoria did the first day. Yep. Then um, Tracy Ellis Ross did the second oh, yeah. day. And then Carrie Washington. And then Carrie Washington did the third day. And then Julia Lee Dreyfus yeah, Julie, did the fourth yeah. day, the final day. I was like, all okay. women. All women. That all, all women. great. All great in their own way. Yes. Um, but like these performances, people coming in, and like the addresses. I thought it was done extremely well. I loved, shout out to um, Philly rep or Pennsylvania rep Malcolm Kenyatta, Mm -hmm. who was black queer and did one of the keynote addresses. Um, And his husband was there um, as well. It it was very nice. Very nice. Um, So I really got into it. Um, Lots of good stuff. Yeah. The only thing, the only other thing I wanted to say was. Um, highlight of the entire conference had to be Michelle Obama's speech. For me, it was Michelle Obama and Kamala's speech. Yeah, Kamala's as well. Kamala's speech was like, I'm like, that was the best choice he could have made. Regard, like, bar none. And like, Joe, I get it. Joe's like, look, I'm going to bring these black people in. And if I have to continue, <laughs> I've been dealing with black people all my career. So we're going to continue this party. Um, I really loved her address um her acceptance of the nomination so it was really good i think one of the things that stood out to me about michelle obama's address was that she in layman's terms was pretty much she y'all know oh, i don't like this politics shit but i'm here honey it she is what it, it is can't nobody who is in office do what it needs to be done for us now so y'all need to get it together yeah don't make me have to come back up here again because it's not what i want to do yeah she like she pretty much was just very. Let me just let me just lay you out. She was like Donald Trump is not going to help us. He's a us. mess. It is what it is. 
Yeah. I said, it's not great. I said, not she didn't do it is what it is. Oop. It oh. is. She did. <laughs> she said it. Because, I mean, her and then also, um, what was that? The the video before Kamala spoke. Oh, yeah. With yeah. her her stepdaughter. I think it was, it was her stepdaughter. Her, her niece, niece and, and her sister. Yeah. Like, I'm over here. I was just over here in tears. Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. Like, yeah. Just yeah. It, it it was done very well. Shout out. Um, very interesting. We'll see exactly. I was like, shoot, this could be done virtually every year if you ask me. Right. Well, I guess we'll see now this week how the RNC Hillary showed convention. out too. Somebody so the comments that I read. Somebody said Hillary showed up in her suffrage white suffragette white. I said, honey, she did. Uh, she's part of the missionary board. Yes. And then somebody else said, y'all can tell Michelle wasn't playing because she threw on her hoop earrings and said, let me. And they were swinging. Yes, and it's baby, the they moves, were swinging. The moves so, were in full force. Let's I said, come clear. on. And then Kamala showed up in this purple suit and said, Honey, she said I would give it to the girls one good time. Give to it one, one good time. Right. So. so very interesting. We'll definitely have something to say. We'll see how the RNC goes this week as they get their chance to hold their convention. Yeah. And we'll also see if they do something similar in the digital realm or if they go in I person. I want to see who they're going to have coming out, performing and hosting and all of that stuff. Cancel, cancel, cancel. <laughs> It's about to be a mess. Here we Ain't go. nobody going to do nothing. Here we go. And one, two, three, go and start again. Stop. Right. <laughs> one, Except. two, three, stop. Start again. Let's go. Because it's, yeah. I, yeah. We'll <laughs> no, see. No, 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 no. Go no. back. <laughs> oh, child. Okay, what else you got? Okay, so the next one I have is a little bit more serious and actually really sad as well. Okay. Okay. So, welcome to Sweetie Pies. I don't know if you're familiar with that show. Yes, I've heard, I've seen and heard this story. I'm confused. Okay, so, for those who don't know, Tim Norman, who is uh, one of the stars of Welcome to Sweetie Pies, he is the son of Miss Robbie. And this is on OWN. On OWN, yes. yes. Um, Has now been arrested in a uh, conspiracy for a murder... For higher plot, Ooh, Jesus. Um, in regards to his nephew Andre Montgomery. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So really sad stuff because Andre was the grandson. So for those, okay, let mm-hmm. me kind of break it down. Okay. All right. So for those who don't watch Miss Sweetie Pies, Miss Robbie is the matriarch. She's mm-hmm. the person who's you know head of the house, head of the house, and all that stuff. And her grandson Andre came down to live with them. Very young. How I old mean, was he? Very young guy. When he died, he was 21. Oh, no. Yes. I mean, very, oh. very young. Um, And so, okay. So what happened is that there is now, the FBI has kind of looked and made some connections to Tim Norman. Mm-hmm. All right. So once Andre came down and was living with them, um, at some point, Tim Norman took out a insurance policy on Andre. Mm-hmm. Um, he tried to take out one for two hundred and fifty thousand, but that one was never issued. And then there was another one for four hundred and fifty thousand oh, wow. dollars that was issued. Wow. Okay. Days after it was issued, Tim had been in connection with a woman named Terica Ellis, who was coming to into St. Louis mm-hmm. to hang out with Andre. Okay. Now. What has happened is that Tim 
and Terika have been connected through these cell phones that there was some purchases of like, like some burner burner phones. phones okay and through some text messaging and things that were going on their interactions have been now connected and she's also been arrested mm-hmm. okay um there was an address shared which actually happened to be the address of where andre was shot mm-hmm. um there was an address shared as well as a couple of updates in regards to location things like that so did Terika shoot him or was somebody else so involved? So that we're quite we're not quite sure. I don't think that she was the one that shot him. I think that she was the one who lured who, him there. Who was luring him to the space. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um what the what actually happened was is that there was a text that Andre now what? This was 2016 being 21 received on his phone. Okay? Uh-huh. Um and then he was being on the in, he received a phone call shortly after that night and he was told to meet someone outside when he went outside he was actually shot oh no yeah so sad. i'm not sure where terica fits in all of this if she was you know the orchestrator of all of this or if it was actually tim mm-hmm. um there was also some bank activity detected on terica where she was making several deposits of about $9000 um, into her bank account. So it was obviously someone that he knew or yeah, else he wouldn't have really gone sad. out there. That is sad. And so this was just a cash grab? This was, I mean, in my head, yes, I guess we'll figure out later as the co- as the case goes on, but it was, yeah, it was tough. I thought that you couldn't take out an insurance policy on someone unless you were like their legal guardian or like had some type of... And maybe that was realm. the case. Um, if he... Maybe that was the case. Maybe he like had some kind of like um, ability to do that through, you know, being and, named as a guardian. Or and he was sure. twenty one though, so I mean, or twenty. He was twenty one so, when he died. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, um, like even then, he wouldn't need a legal guardian. So I don't know. I don't know how is that possible? How can you take an insurance policy yep. out on someone? Yeah. Especially if you're not their guardian. It's That's a sad, very though. interesting. Ooh, child. Yeah. Um, my only last thing is is. The Twitter, the Twitterverse has been talking all weekend. Meg the Stallion hopped on Instagram last week and confirmed that Tory Lane was in fact the person who shot her in her foot. Apparently, there's been a narrative going around saying that uh, Meg was lying or that she wasn't really hurt, and so she had to like Chat. Mm-hmm. number one show that she was shot in the foot. And her like big toe or something she like said, that. She said, here are my receipts. Post And it. then number two, she was like, she said to the effect of, um, I don't understand, you know, this smear campaign that Tory and his camp is putting against me when like I have facts and receipts and like we all know what happened. And like she basically said that that night they left Kylie's place and were going back to where I guess she stayed. It was Tory Lane's in the back seat with her friend, and I guess Tory's bodyguard was driving, mm-hmm. and Meg was in the passenger seat up front, and they had gotten into an argument. And so then Meg was like, look, F this. I just really want to get home. She got out of the car, and then out of nowhere, Tory started shooting at her. Like, my thing is, what if he had, like, killed her? Yeah. You know, like, it's one thing to be very grateful that she was only shot in the foot, but what if he had, like, accidentally hit her in the back or, like, paralyzed her or shot her in the head or something like that? Like, that would be freaking devastating. Yeah, like, that would be devastating. So, I mean, like, this is a serious matter. And I, she was saying that, you know, 
she had gotten out of the car. Corey started shooting. Then all of a sudden, the police, I guess someone had called the police. The police showed up. There was a helicopter overhead, as we saw from the video, you know, and she basically had said that and she she panicked because she had a bloody foot. There were police officers, and the last thing she wanted to do she was like, tell this them is that there was a house spot up. Well, not even that, but she was scared for her life because she didn't want to tell the police that there was a gun in the car. Yeah, because we all know what happens. Hello. And so, even though this man, I want to call him something else, even though this man did him wrong, she still was trying to protect him and the rest of the people in the car from, you know, getting killed by the police. And that's what she said. She said that in her yeah, uh, video. Yeah, being asked. So, to me, I, this confirms it for me. Tori, kiss the career goodbye. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this point, yes. Kiss the like, goodbye. Done it. Um, I, to be honest with you, I didn't think that we would even get this information. I, thought, um, I don't think she was going to tell, say she anything. Wasn't, I knew it. Apparently, knew there were people say saying anything. that Meg was lying or that, that you she, know, she wasn't telling the truth. And exactly. Now, all of a sudden, so when she right comes now. out with the information, they're trying to call her a snitch. Like, and apparently, that go away. people on his team were like making, also kind of putting things out there yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but now it's crickets, quiet. A mess. Yeah, I hope Meg gets every bit of comeuppance that she deserves. I do too. Or on him, because this this is foul. Yeah, Very, I do very too. foul. Uh, shout out to Meg the Stallion. Oh, we love you, Meg. Also, well, actually, we'll get into that in Fish and Flat. Never mind. Okay. Okay, so I understand you've got one more Wu Child that deals, yeah, yeah. and I've heard about this because we're, I don't know if you remember Child, Kiki Palmer. Oh, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Okay, wait, so go on and tell us. I what's have happened. a shirt that's coming out that's called "Believe Black Women." So okay. just wait. Oh, I love um, it. Go so ahead. all right, Mr. Trey Songs, Tremaine. Tremaine, uh, what's his last name? Tremaine something. I don't know. He was probably one of the first concerts that I remember going to back in the day. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Not the first, but one of the first. Anyway, Mr. Trey Songs has now been at the center of a sexual assault allegation. Okay, Selena Powell, who is apparently an OnlyFans star, I don't, I don't know okay. her. But anyway, on a podcast with her and her friend, uh, were recently talking about being assaulted by a a male a male singer. Um, they go into great detail talking about being um, there being some intimidation going on, um, urination as well. Yes. We'll say what? Yes, yes. Um, that there was urination that happened in the bathroom on um, the young lady. And so a, a lot of things have started to kind of come out. Now, this is also in connection to a Jane Doe um, report that had been made back in Miami, uh, in Miami mm-hmm. about a sexual assault with Trey Songs as well. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of now being paired with a couple of things, but people are really starting to have some eyes on it now that Selena Powell and her friend have kind of come forward to talk about what their experience was. Trey Songs has now responded. Um, part of me is like, who's working with Trey? Because what did this say? is not... So, his response starts out with, y'all love to believe a bird. So he did. <laughs> like, I'm like, who so is on the team? So can we get it. someone on the, can we get media training? Can that, we get crisis? I don't even got to hear no more of the Where story. is Olivia Pope? Olivia was saying, look, I'm doing the DNC this week. Right. I can't She's be busy. there. 
But so clearly he did it then. He's like, if y'all love to believe a bird. What? He's like, I don't. And then he kind of goes into, he speaks a little bit like, you know, I don't, I usually don't go into this stuff because it's so crazy, but none of that actually happened. He was like, um, he feels like this Me Too movement, some people have really started to take it. And, and weaponize and it. weaponize it. So which that is what he is sharing. He's um he's saying that those things never happened, um and that there were actually um there were actually some texts that he was able to produce um of like their interactions. Now with these texts, also let me say, not only did he expose what the messages were, which weren't just they were just basically like let's hang out, let's do something. Mm-hmm. He also exposed the girl's phone numbers. Mm-hmm. Which he did on purpose. Nation. Right. And I'm just what like, does text messages have to do with physically assaulting someone? And that was that was uh, one of the responses. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm very curious as to how the legal team is now going to kind of go back and backtrack all of this. Right. Um, this hoopla that Trey has done. Because you basically just um, put the girls in danger. Mind you... We heard about sexual intimidation from Miss Kiki Palmer yes, we way did. back when. On the Wendy Williams show. And on The Breakfast Club. And she made it a point. She said that she had to hide in the closet. Yeah. Because... And that he was like verbally berating her. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only way you can berate somebody is verbally. But I'm not sure. But anyway. Basic. Yeah. And, and citing sexual intimidation um, for her to participate in this like video that was going on. And yes, I remember people being like, kind of like gaslighting her and, right. and saying Wendy like, was even gaslighting her. Like, certainly. so why didn't you just leave? And she was like, you know, she yeah. Kiki handled it well, but it was it was very very in this weird. situation, Marcus. In this situation, in the Breakfast they, Club too, because one of the um, because well, one of the girls cited that like she couldn't leave. He mm. wouldn't allow her to leave. Exactly. That he took her like phone and her purse mm-hmm. and like threatened to like throw it over the balcony. It's the same thing um, Kiki said. And all Kiki of the stuff said he took her phone. This is like, yeah. So I'm like, whoa. This is a definitely a woo child moment. Hold him accountable. Yes, if and believe true, black women. Believe, them. yeah. Hold him accountable. Because this could have been stopped. It's a mess. Woo child. Certainly. Ugh. Okay, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Um, when we come back, we will have our spill segment led by Trent and Rashad. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back, <laughs> listeners, to Cold Pop. I'm Trent and Rashad, and it's time for our spill segment of the week. Okay. And this week, we're talking fashion. But is it fashion? We're talking fashion. But is it fashion? We're talking fashion. But is it fashion? We're talking fashion. Oh, so it's fashion. Touch the fashion. Change your <laughs> life. Touch the fashion. Oh my gosh. I was so, saying, I was referencing pit stop. I know. It was uh, it was a it was a myriad of drag race references. It was like milk, milk Naomi, Naomi and Bob Peppermint and Bob. Pe- yes. Who we I did love. That. Like we did I love that. Bob and Peppermint should just do the pit stop. They should. Regardless. They should. That, that every, was like the best episode. Every year. Have you been watching any of the Trixie? I've watched a couple, but it's not you know, that great. Yeah. Mind you, wait. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. This is some Drag Race nerd trivia right now. Do you remember Kingsley doing pit stops? 
Yeah, like way, way back in the day, before he was actually on Drag Race. That's actually on drag weird. Race. I never knew that happened. But I think he was on season 10 in the Makeover Challenge. He was on season 10 with Aquaria. Yeah. But that was just odd. Oh, I yeah, 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 because Eureka tried to give Aquaria the only black yeah. boy to fuck her up. And still won. <laughs> to mess her up. Anyway. Um, actually, Miss Cracker won that challenge. But she won the whole thing, I'm saying. Anyway, the what we're talking about today is fashion. But is it fashion? Yeah. So, I want to talk a little bit about style. And I don't know if it's just because I'm not putting on clothes now because I'm in quarantine. Um, You know, every day is a basketball short. Every day is a t-shirt or a tank. Um, But I've really... For you it is. I've really... Ooh, that was shade. But I've really started to think about this and just like how we develop our style and things like that. And so, when you think about like your own personal style um or sense of style what what kind of comes to mind and how you develop that and things like that it's just so interesting because Mm -hmm. it's a part of it is it becomes a part of your identity i feel like um and so yeah that's what we're talking about today marcus talk to me a little bit about how you would describe your own personal style well, I think I have to first start by saying when I was younger, this is something Here that I go. really Here we go. had a, you asked me a question, Let's didn't go. you? So I'm going to give you an answer. Four um, score and seven years ago. <laughs> no, we'll start by saying when I was younger, I was very strong in this category. Best dressed class of 2007. It wasn't even close in the school-wide poll. I did that. So, um, but no, I really put a lot of attention towards, you know, what my personal style was and kind of how that developed. I tried a lot of things. I dibbied and dabbled in, you know, some different areas to focus. But I think what I've gotten to. You have had a fashion journey. I have. I will tell you that. I have. Absolutely. I think what I've gotten to now is, you know, I love a print. And you know, I what, what is my favorite print? Native American. Come on, t- tell somebody. You are a native. Tell you somebody. Are, you want to be Pocahontas? Tell down somebody. Bad. Let somebody know. I love a good Native American print. You want to be Squanto, so um, bad. But I, I like to kind of pair those with my style is based on interchangeability, and when I say that is that I buy a lot of clothes that I can interchange out to create different outfits. You like to layer, too. You're I do also girl. like to layer. But I think this is also very Great telling to me because when I pack to go somewhere, I don't pack outfits. I pack like, well, I'm going to bring these five shirts, I'm going to yeah. bring these five, and then I can mix and match and put an outfit together once I get there. Yeah. So I basically bring all of the cooking materials and I bake it when I'm ready to put it on. Yeah. So I think that's that's, what, that's how my style can be explained. Okay. I would have definitely... In describing your style, I would have said... Native American queen. <laughs> That's what I would have said. Yes, but but and also I'm really well. You know what I'm really I'm really into voguing right now. Right, right. right. <laughs> I'm really into, Vanessa. and I think this is going to make a little bit of a resurgence this fall. I'm really into harem pants and joggers, and so I think I'm going to make okay. those a little bit more of my staple. Everybody's been this fall. Those, people have been into those now for a while. Okay, that's I'm not people. I'm right. I'm me. So, I think I'm going to make that a staple, but also, you know, I love, you hit the nail on the head. I love fall because I love to layer. And so, you know, I love a good, let me throw on a Henley with a button over and an old nasty jacket or Mm -hmm. coat. That's my, that's my zhuzh. Okay. What about you? I, I, no, no, let me tell you about her. No, no. (laughs) No, 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 no. Trent's style is very bombastic. 
a very, very, I don't want to say flamboyant, Wait, but it's very on. extravagant. She's trying to read me. No, it is very extravagant. If you add, if you were to, if you, I mean, look at any picture of Trent dressed up in his room. What's the common thing he has on in every photo? Yeah. What is it? I don't have that. I don't, no, 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 that okay, photo. so that's one. But what's the common Bully thing? Product Gucci. <laughs> Bully Prada Gucci. Bully Prada Gucci. Pop them tags. Yes. Pop them tags. What's the one thing you have on I in all of these photos? I love a blazer. Yes. I love a blazer. Yes. And I don't care. A blazer is... I mean, that's a staple since, piece. But you know what? You have so many. Of this them. is what I can tell you. Okay. Is that if we got on the phone right now and we called Mary Joyce Dunn? I mean, even look at your family photos. You, you she have would blazers tell you on. That as a child, blazer. As a six-year-old <laughs> child, walking around in a pushed-up sleeve blazer. I'm not going into a building if I don't have a blazer on. Now, I will say that you've definitely expanded your style to um, to include other items besides blazers. Like, you've definitely stepped up your sweater game. I've seen some nice sweaters some, from you. Some, yes. Uh, okay. Some. Some. And, but blazer is your, your, your piece. It's, that's your you staple piece. Everything revolves <laughs> around the blazer. So let's talk about evolution right now. And that's what we're going to go into. Okay. That is the problem. And this is kind of like why I wanted to introduce this is because it's time for a rehaul for me. It is. It is. Okay. It absolutely is. While I tell you like from six until 32. Well, no, I'm not 32 yet. Wait, hold on. When's this podcast coming out? <laughs> no, I'm from six until 31. It has not changed. I am someone who loves to dress up. Yes. I love to dress up. I love to put on some kind of blazer, some kind of moment that is going to make them say, ooh, ah, I Like, that is my thing. I, I'm always overdressed. You know what? I You are. As of late. But you know what? During this quarantine, it's a whole brand been, new story. Yes. Like, if, if, but you know what? This is the thing, too, with my style, is that I only dress up for an event. I am not about to give y'all too much if I'm just going over to hang out your house or whatever like Unless that. Unless somebody says, okay, get, hey, here's the dress You code. barely will get a t-shirt. We know. And if you got, and if you got a t-shirt, <laughs> you probably didn't get no nice jeans. You probably got some shorts and some right. joggers. Or some sweats. Yeah. yeah, some joggers. Yeah, we know. So that that is the other thing about my style is that I feel like I want to incorporate a style that is more, I mean, for everything. We need to get I don't you get on dressed what up not unless, to wear. Yeah, you know, unless I'm going for an event. Hold on. I'm not there yet, girl. <laughs> Stacy so and Clinton. Get Stacy and Clinton on No, the because I usually look cute when you I'm do. just like hanging out. You do. I like try to look cute. But I, that's true. You do love to dress up. And, and I, I think. I love. I think what up. I like. I like dressing up as well, but I... No, you don't. I think my style is definitely more of a street style. Yeah, you While do your style from is... From the streets. Calm down. <laughs> not too much. Not too much. <laughs> I definitely have like a street style. If you were to say that your staple is a blazer, my staple is definitely a, a boot. A bandana. A boot. Um, well, I'm talking oh. about just in general. I mean, in the summertime, you know I'm Mama, rocking no bandana. Summer, winter, fall. Spring. I love a boot. I love a boot. I have about three pairs of boots, and I want some more now. Those four seasons went all out of order. They really did. <laughs> I said summer, you winter, said summer, fall, winter, spring. fall. Yeah. No, that's not how it goes, baby. But my staple piece, I will build an outfit off of a, a, a dope-ass boot. I surely will. I was going to say a bandana. Or I mean, a bit, but I have, like, But you love a print market. Yeah, I, I mean, oh, yeah. I, 
I, and you can't. Kinkos. I can't wait till June. <laughs> Kinkos. Uh, not Kinkos. Printing. What's the other one? What's the other place? Which one? Uh, um, the Staples. Other, the other print shop. I don't know. Or like FedEx, something like that. Yeah. Maybe. It, but um, yeah. I, I love a boot, and I love a jacket and a coat. And if that coat or jacket is a print, even better. Do you feel like that? That's changed over the years, though. Like that's like. Do you feel like you've had an evolution of style? So the one thing. That's very... Have I had an evolution of style? Yes. But I don't think in the way that a lot of people would assume. I have... And you'll probably have something very smart to say about this. I have never been... I know how to put an outfit together. That's not changed since Mm -hmm. high school. That's what got me best dressed. I know how to put an outfit together. I know color combos. I... I, You know, I used to want to be a stylist. I used to want to be a stylist. I love color combinations, doing contrast, doing, you know, creams, doing, like, earth tones, all of that jazz. I was always very, very good at that. However, I will say that I've gotten much better at fit and how, like, how my my clothes fit my body. I have a problem with that. And how my clothes um, look on me, you know, because as black people... It's hard to find clothes because we got hips and dips and curves and booties oh, and chests and anyway. all of that. And so, yes. you know, you just can't squeeze into some of these jeans that, you know, everybody else Talk can. About it. You got to find clothes that fit your body type. And I think I've gotten really good at that. That's what's evolved in my style. Okay. What about you? Cool. I No, I don't, like I said, I don't feel like I've changed. I don't feel like my style has evolved that much. Um, I, no. Not for me. I just, because I think for me, what it really stems back to is me being a PK, me being a preacher's kid and growing up in the church. Like, it was Mm -hmm. always like a dress-up situation, and those were the clothes that I saw. And so, it was never like, and you know, once my, if my dad wasn't working in, um, like, church stuff, which would always be a blazer or something, something dressed up, he was working in the restaurant, which Mm -hmm. was like, uh... <laughs> I'm right. grilling like an apron, a t-shirt, a hat, right. and some shorts. Like it's yeah. you know, and so it's just it's very interesting to kind of see that. I have a brother who dresses so well. Shout out to Tony, love you, bro. But like he he's such a style icon for me. <laughs> um, someone I, I aspire to dress like, but um, I'm trying I just to think like it. yeah, who's your style icon? Let's talk about that. Oh, okay. well, I was gonna say I'm trying to think of like what. What I would like to see you more in besides blazers. Honey, I can give you a lot of stuff. But you know what? This is the other thing that I want to talk about, too. Okay. Because it really does kind of bring into a whole other subject, which I don't want to get too much into. Um, but my, I feel like my style has been stifled a little bit because my comfortability around my weight. Okay. I think That's like if I had, statement. I think if I had a little cutesy patootsy body, I would take <laughs> a lot more risks. <laughs> I think I would take a lot more risks. Okay, but I just don't feel comfortable in doing that because I don't want to put myself out there like that. I don't want to be looking crazy. I can't be embarrassing people, and so um, I just I think that that kind of stifles it a little bit. And you know, to say I, I understand, I did. You, this is not the first time that you've mentioned that. But I actually think that you dress pretty well for your style, for your size. And I, th- I think what I would like to see you more in are things that are um, flowy but structured. See, that was shade, y'all. No, it's That's not. Flowy. No, no, no. And I'm going to give you an example. I'm talking about give me, give me long peacoat. 
give me something that elongates you a little bit more, but mm -hmm. still gives you that structure. She because I think everybody stylist. needs a piece of structure in their okay. clothing. What do I want to see you in? What do you want to see me in? What do you want to see me in? I mean, I've worn it all, so. Girl. <laughs> I've, ex I've experimented with it all. Yeah, I haven't seen enough. What do you want to see me in? I haven't seen enough of um, what I like to call grown man wear. And I, that was exactly what I was getting ready to say. I was I like, like the one thing, I would, in, I would more like suits, you in probably. More, well, not just suits, but just more grown men wear. I feel like you do a really good job um, of like incorporating like the fun and flirty. Um, what is grown men wear? So... When I talk about Men's yeah, so when I'm talking about the night, so I think suits is an aspect of that. You know, how do you incorporate a more, um, what I would call grown's men wear is more of just a refined elegance. Now I feel like you're trying to be nasty. No. <laughs> no. I was with you until you got to refined elegance. No. I here's my th here's my thought because I feel like you're trying to be a little nasty now. No, I would and love to okay. see. I would love to see. Um, not. Um, I would love to see more. Not like leisure wear, but yeah, like more like you know. But I have. I just don't have anywhere to wear it. Like, where am I wearing it to? Child. Well, I don't care. I, sometimes I. You see me. You will see me in a full blazer in Boys Town. N not me. <laughs> not me. What's up? The hell, like, the last time we were, we were in Blazers in Boys Town for your birthday. So, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, but like just a more refined, refined elegance. I have those clothes, but I again, I don't have anywhere to wear them. I think the I, one I thing I would like that. more in my cap, more in my closet, I would like to have at least two or three suits. Yeah. I don't have any yeah, suits. Yeah, I want you to have like a full suit. Yeah, I don't have a full suit right now. I can piece one together but yeah. i would like to have a custom-made suit i think one of the other things that really defines my style is i love color i'm in love with color i have lots of different colors and things that i like to put together and go with and I, that's one of the hallmarks of my yeah. my fashion as far as you you asked me one more quick question about who's who your style, style icon yeah that's what i want to know my style icons i think I don't necessarily have an actual Coco. style icon. <laughs> I think what I used to be into a lot were the GQ magazines. Like I used oh, I'm, to, I'm a subscriber to GQ. I used to be a huge subscriber of GQ, and that's where I would get a lot of my ideas from. I got from some Gentleman's GQs Quarterly. in the in living room. I liked I liked to see just you know what the models had on the new pieces that were out, and then I kind of based my style off of that. Okay. Don't laugh. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Do not laugh. Okay. In high school, <laughs> my style icon was Sean Puffy Combs. <laughs> I wanted to dress like him. I wanted to look like Child. him. I thought it was just so... For what? I don't know. For some reason, for me, that was someone who kind of stood out as like a always has it right, always puts it together. Yes, yes, yes. I remember my prom outfit. If you go back and you look at my prom suit, it is, it was the same color as, I think, as Sean, uh, it was like this like light tan suit that uh, Diddy wore to like a Grammys one year. Mm -hmm. And that's the suit, like I, 
that year that he wore it to the Grammys was the year that I bought my prom suit just like it. I remember him being just like a as someone that I kind of looked to as like always having a you style. You have a reference. But you know what? Because it carried over once I got to college. Do you remember in college I would always have a jacket? Yeah. I would too. And you know, I love I had those I had all kind of fucking little and cardigans. You know designs, I love the cardigans. Cardigans as well. Um so I think that that was a style icon for me back then. Interesting. Um, I think now I'm trying to think who my style icon yeah, would be. Now. Who would be my style icon? I damn. I think I know icon. people who I look to who dress well. Like I think John Legend dresses really well, mm-hmm. and he's one of the people that I always. But you don't dress like to. him. I I don't. But I'm saying like I like the way he dresses, and I take inspiration from that. Um. I'm trying to think who my style icon would be now. Huh. I don't think I have. I, I don't know either. Yeah, I don't know. Well, so let's do this then. So in, in the Boy sake of time. Pie. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So let's do this. We're going to put something on Instagram. No, this we are week. not. I'm not putting no photos on the, No, 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 no. On the Instagram stories of who our style icons are. And then let's okay. open up the poll to the audience about who I their like that style idea. icons are. So we'll, we'll like lead by idea. example and put our style icons up first. So this gives us some time to think about it. And then we'll ask everyone else to say who their style icons are. Yeah. I think that's a good way to get some engagement. Sounds good. Cool. Okay. All right. When we come back, it's our signature segment, Fizz or Flat. Stay tuned. We are back. <laughs> I, I feel like you was really trying me in the last segment. No, that no, was a good I really wasn't. I just wanted no, to talk about it because it's like, you know, it's it's important. That you was know? good. All right, let's move on. So this is our segment that we call Fizz or Flat. That's where we highlight the top things that are happening in pop culture this That's past it. week. And we give it a fizz if we like it or a flat if, if we're we not. Don't. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yes. All right, what do you have up first? First off, we just want to give a quick shout out to Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion. Certified freaks. And certified number one. That's right. Honey. (laughs) WAP hit number one. I saw the the perfect tweet to sum up was was that they said, um, here's WAP sifting through Taylor Swift's folklore singles to reach number exactly. one. And I said, y'all like, gotta come on. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me, excuse me. Get out of the way. But yeah, I just want to give a quick shout out to them. Hit number one. They set a record for the most streams Woo. in a day or something like that or in a, a period it. of time, something like that. But shout out to that. Um, Cardi B extends her record um, at number ones. I think she's at four now. Four number ones is a wrap. I love it. And Meg has on two her way now. Too. Yeah. Meg has two now. One with Beyonce, one with Cardi, and we'll see who's next. Come on. I think I think the the summation would be for her to get a number one on her own now and be like, we'll I think that we're... that would round it out for me. Yeah. So, okay. but yeah, it's a fizz for me. Shout fizz out to me. them. Congratulations, ladies. Keep yes. it up. Okay, what you got? Okay, so I know we've already talked about this, and I don't want to be a plunging asshole bringing old shit up, but. <laughs> No, you did not just say, okay, 
Continue. But shout out to Najee. I took the S up. I can't, I'm gonna say that doesn't sound like your. No, material. Najee wrote that. She used to say yeah. that. She used to say that. But she wrote that joke. I think. Yeah, so I'm gonna say that sound like your material. So give credit. I have to give credit. Yes, <laughs> I definitely cite my sources. Okay. That was good. I want to talk a little bit about Ellen, um, and what's oh going boy. on with the Ellen show right now. And so, um, because it's actually right. This is now time for them to kind of start filming. Um, yes. Some of those shows, and yes. as things started to kind of shift and change with guidelines and Corona, um, this would be the time. So, what has been announced recently, and this I learned through Variety, um, was that the producers, uh, the the remaining producers, after like the four got fired, yeah, didn't they? yeah, yeah, they got fired, and now the the remaining producers, um, who are. Uh, Mary Connolly and Ad- and Andy Lassner. Um, and didn't the, her DJ get up to an executive producer? He did. He did get... Uh, so Twitch is now going to be an EP good for, for the him. show. Yeah, it's really good. But Ellen and uh, the remaining producers addressed the entire uh, company and basically have given them some um, some pretty nice perks. So uh, okay, gonna, let's so, talk about it. So staffers are going to receive... An additional five paid days off. No, and so let's let me stop you right there. It did not say additional. It well, said five it paid pay, days off. Five paid days off. But I mean, if you add that on to other they days, didn't have that, any. Well, it, I see. That was the rumor that they were getting in trouble and fired for going to doctor's appointments because they didn't have any days off to do that or any sick days. Mm. So that was part of the drama. Because they didn't have any days off. That's just not. That's I. I don't believe that. I don't want to say that the fact that they didn't have any days off, but they didn't have any like sick days or anything to do that. Okay, so that's why I'm saying additional, because I do feel like they received some days off. I don't know. We, I guess we would need to see what the the basis is because to me these these benefits are the bare minimum, honey. Like these are things that you should be getting. Well, wait, when you okay, first get but to like you can use them for anything that you want. But like, and then oh, go ahead. You, you also get your birthday off. Okay. And then you get paid time for any doctor's appointments or family matters. Family Why matters. Why they always give their, like bereavement? Uh, no, see, family matters. See, if they said bereavement, I would, I would feel more. And be family like, oh, matters. I feel is, like you can say anything's a family and matter, you, and you should be able to. Like, why would I want you? Quite, if I said I have a family matter that I have attend to. Boom. That's all you need to know. So Unless you, I divulge that information to you. That's what I was going to say. Now, do you feel like people really like take advantage of that? Well, I mean, if you're only getting a certain amount of days, obviously you better use them wisely. Yeah. Because you're not just going to be saying family matters for everything. Like, I have a family matter, family matters. Yeah. But family matters, like this ain't no sitcom. Cool it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, to me, these look like the bare minimum. So like, you're giving this a flat. You're not, I am. Okay. What do you think? What else needs to happen? So... Isn't it standard? Well, I mean, clearly it's not standard. That's why I said additional days off because I think that they get days off, Marcus. I'm just saying, like, in a professional space, it should be standard to get at least two full weeks. Okay, yeah. Of, like, paid time off. Yeah. Not just five days a week. And then, again... But they also have time when they're not in season, right? I mean, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how they their schedule. There's works. times when they're they're not in season. But just because they're not filming a show doesn't mean they couldn't be filming something extra. Yeah. You know, so I mean, like production works year round if there's things to film, hmm. especially with Ellen or if they're filming segments ahead of time. 
Okay. So I, I to me, and the only reason why I say this because I used to work for a company that the perks were amazing. And if you've ever, and I've never worked for a social media company. Yeah. But if you've worked for a social media company, these pale in comparison because wow. I mean basically. There, it take as much vacation as you want. You get oh, wow. free lunch, free dinner, free transportation. Uh, basically, you don't have to pay for food. They don't get any of that there. I, it doesn't say. It didn't seem like it from what they released. I think they might get some of those. So I mean, there. these pale in comparison to a it lot of the benefits that. that other people you, are making. You making it sound like she running a sweatshop? I, well, I, I'm making it sound like that. What about all the reports that are saying <laughs> that? I don't know. I'm just reading what was said, what was reported. So to me, these benefits are like okay, that's cute. So but it's I a mean, flat for you. It's okay. a flat. Well, I'm gonna get, if you say in the industry this is not standard. What I'm saying is, is that in the industry, it always depends on where you work. Some people treat their employees better than others. You could work for a production that if you know they have a set schedule, like a daytime talk show, for instance. You know, I, whatever their perks are, are going to be a little bit different than someone who films a season and then leaves. So, you know, I mean, yeah. they can they can they can differ. But I think you also have to understand that you have to think about people who are SAG-AFTRA or in a union and stuff like that. Those require certain perks or yeah. certain demands for them. So, I mean, every production is different, obviously. Now, question. Do you feel like this is like, let's give you these perks and then... To distract you from what else needs to be done? Or do you feel like that they've done already what needs to be done with the firing of those three producers? I mean, it would be acknowledging what else needs to be done. I mean, yeah. is it just were those producers the, the, the issue and now they're gone and everything's going to be okie-dokie? Or are there other things that need to be put in place? like more benefits and things like that in a happier workspace for their employees? Mm -hmm. Or maybe an open channel to reach their boss? I think that that's probably a big one, too, because they were talking about how yeah. she just kind of... Unavailable. Yeah. Like, why would you want to work for someone that you couldn't go and talk to that's your boss? Like, why would you not care about your employees yeah. like that? So, I don't know. That's all I'll say about that. Uh, but, yeah, I give that a flat. Okay. All right. Well, a flat for me as well. Okay. The last thing I want to talk about, I know you've got a lot that you want to say, too. I just want to say, I am, we are only an episode in, but I am completely obsessed with Lovecraft Country. Oh, yes. Like, be oh, yeah, beyond obsessed. It's amazing. It is such a good show. So, Lovecraft Country is on uh, HBO. HBO. And it chronicles the journey of a young man. Named Atticus. And his uncle. Named and George. a childhood friend. Letitia. Um, in search for Atticus's or father. Um... I watched the first episode as well. What did you think? I am in love with this. I love, number one, one of the things that I appreciate is now that they're, not to say that I'm a big fan of science fiction. Oh, I love science fiction. But, I know you do. But there is now kind of a um, emergence of black characters in science fiction and being in the lead uh, pieces of science fiction. And so, with Lovecraft Country, with... Watchmen with other um, shows, um, even this Jamie Foxx piece uh, uh, that Project recently, Power. yeah, Project Power that came. Um, it's you know Black Panther. There's this kind of emergence of black science fiction, um, you know things of that nature. And so mm -hmm. I really do 
applaud that. What I what have I been saying? I said I personally, me, I do not want to see any more movies about slavery, police brutality, or our trauma. I want to see black people leading sci-fi fantasy. I want to see adventure. Yeah. I want to see action. I want to see superheroes. I want to see yeah, you know normal mundane mm-hmm. black people activities. I want to see there's a whole world out there and I want to see black people leading movies like that. I don't want to see any more slave movies. I don't want to see any more movies tied to our trauma or anything like that. I'm over that. Okay. There's so many other stories to tell. And to me personally Favorite moments of Lovecraft Country. Number one, uh, Jonathan Majors, Point Blank and the Period. Oh, yeah. Who plays Atticus? <laughs> point Blank and the Period. Jonathan Majors is a very good-looking man. Oh, you, um, you like that. You I, going, oh, you going for him. Uh, and he is a very good actor as well. Um, Journey Smollett. Smollett. She does it. She she rocks I, it. She this was yes. Good. This this is this was very fit for her. I think the funniest parts of me number one is when she was running out of that diner like y'all need to get your ass up. I laughed so hard. And then the other part was when she was running at the end and everybody was like, "This is how you do it." She didn't She's fall. Out. She didn't stumble. She didn't look back. She out. took off. Track star. Track. That's how black people react in scary movies. So. No, it was um, perfect. It was no. Sh- her performance was really strong in this first episode. I also love Courtney B. Vance. That's what I was going to say. Um, the most talented couple ever, Angela Anjanae Bassett Ellis. and Courtney B. Vance. Yeah. Um, and oh my then God. you have Anjanae Ellis. Yes. And who plays his wife? And it's it's really good. It's a very strong textured piece already. And just to kind of see how. In the very first episode, we migrate from the Deep South to Chicago to the, the, North, the Northeast. The Northeast. Um, and so it's just it's just amazing to kind of see already how this is committed to staying true to atmospheres and things of that nature and just how it's shot. It's beautiful. Um, it also shows you that racism was not just happening in the South. In Massachusetts right. and um, up in that area, racism true. was very prevalent everywhere. And what I do enjoy about this is that there's also a lot of symbolism tied to it. Yes. Um, to, to what's going on. And they, um, HBO has an accompanying podcast yes. uh, to it as well that kind of speaks a little into that. Uh, my old man has really gotten into the podcast, and so he's been telling me I've about had to all it of twice. the. He's yeah. been telling me about all the symbolism that's mm-hmm. represented throughout the episode, and so it's a very strong textured piece. I'm happy that it's at HBO. I think it's going to get exactly what it needs. It's going to get the visibility that it needs in order to do really well. One of the things that I picked up on was. And I don't know, this This kind of tells you that she's going to play a bigger part of this than we understand. I'm not the hugest Greek um, history buff, but I understand Atticus is a significant character in Greek mythology. And also, I don't know if anybody... See, I just knew Atticus from uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. That too, but also Hippolyta, Hippolyta. Mm-hmm. Hippolyta. Her name is Hippolyta. Yeah. She's going to play a big role in this series. Yeah, she because is. Hippolyta was a major mythology. And you can see, I saw that Greek. in the very first episode. I said, with the creation of the, um, 
the creation of like the comic book and yes. um, all of that. I was like, oh yeah. Yes. I was like, okay, here we go. She's I said she's named Hippolyta, and then when I saw the captions on, I saw it was it's like, oh, Hippolyta. I'm like, oh, this is going to be very interesting because her that's his aunt, but his aunt is his mom's sister, so they're from the same lineage, lineage, mm. which means that she's part of royalty as okay. well. So yeah, so I mean, it's very, it's it's all. Um, very exciting to I'm see. I'm so excited. This about is going to be really good. I, you know, the sci-fi is not necessarily my thing always, but when it's done really well, they do like a good this, job. Of, it's just great. They tie in um, like the facts and the science fiction, but still like making mesh, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's done really well, mm-hmm. and I am going to wait to see who else kind of comes out from the. Um, from from the uh, rafters as maybe like guest stars of what appearances oh, yeah. they're going to become. Yeah. One last thing that I want to touch base on is that there was a queer character in the very first episode. Um, oh, the bar the bar owner. The bar owner, yeah. and I thought it was very interesting about how that interaction happened and exactly what you know Atticus's character and how he reacted to the situation. It was almost very like as a nonchalant. Um, situation and I thought that that was interesting based on what my own experience has been. I mean, he wasn't just, trying to hide it. Yeah, that he wasn't like you know it wasn't like. Nor a, did Atticus really thing, care. Or did he really care? It was just very like, Matt, like oh sorry, and you know, um, it was just that was just a very nice little piece that I saw of just like oh wow I love how that was done. Side note. Because we're both actors, would you ever take the part of the person who's like on their knees in the alleyway? Without question. <laughs> With no speaking lines, you just get up and run away. Would Trent, you... we need you to, we need more neck. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know if, if I, I can would... make $2,500. Shit. If I can make twenty five hundred dollars in there acting. Twenty five dollars. Shit. I'm, yeah. What you talking about? Yeah. Oh more neck. <laughs> Motherfucker looking like a fucking slinky around here. I'm bobbling. Straight up. I mean, I think so I think maybe the compromises. I think maybe he's in some like other scenes as well. I hope so. Like it's like an extra or something That's like that. A queer but, character. But I was just sitting here thinking, I'm like would I take a role like would I would I do that role? I certainly would. And for twenty five hundred dollars for, yeah. for two seconds? Yeah. Sure would. <laughs> probably like two like probably two hours again too. Like, right. They probably had to do it like multiple probably times. Did, yeah, a couple like, takes, he takes. He's like, My neck tired for real. Right. I mean with Shout the other man, he had to he had to have his ass out all all different all those times. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you know he probably had on like a dancer's belt or something Child, like that. I don't know that, what he but. had on. Anyway, okay. Um, but so, watch Lovecraft yes. Country every Sunday on HBO. Uh, what time? Box office. Nine p.m. Something like Eastern, that. Something like it depends that. Depends on where you are. Eight, yeah, yeah. Check your local listings. It's on HBO though. Yeah. Okay, what are we taking from this episode? Let's wrap this up. Um, what am I taking from this episode? You I never guess, are ready. Do you want me to go first? No, I mean I think the thing that I'm thinking of is what's eventually. What happens in the dark is going to come to the light, and I think that that's more so what I'm taking from this episode. When He's I think talking about, to you, Tori, when I'm talking to, <laughs> when I'm talking about you know Tori, when I'm talking about Ellen, when I'm talking about 
Tim Norman with the whole Sweetie Pie situation. And I feel Trey, like you've used this one already. And Trey Songs. Maybe I have. When I don't you, know. When we talked about Ellen, I think you Maybe, but this. like, this is what, that's what I'm taking from this is like, all of these people who kind of went on and we, we might have had like little hits and spits of like, oh, this is what's going on and this is actually mm-hmm. how it happened. It's just like, that's it. I think that what's done in the dark is going to come to the light. My second takeaway would be believe black women. When people, yes. when they are telling you something, believe them, honey. And yes. so believe black women. Yes. Okay, when 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 Meg is sitting here trying to tell y'all something that's going on, when Kiki Palmer's trying to tell y'all something that's going on, and you know being tossed y'all aside, listen. believe black women. Mm, I agree. Um, my takeaway. Okay, so I have two takeaway. Well, one takeaway and then a PSA. So my takeaway is style is very important. Style exp- yeah. it gives you the opportunity to express your identity. And your personality. And you have no sense of and style who, or fashion. No, no, that wasn't. A, you, I, you know what? I figured you're you're interrupting. You're sidetracking me. Oh, but I want to learn that monologue of us. Uh, you think that this is uh, cerulean? You think or whatever. this has nothing to do? There's nothing you. to do with you. Yeah, I want to <laughs> learn that monologue. Stuff. But yes, yeah, style is a very good indicator of someone's personality. It's however you want to express that, and uh, I think it's a very important thing. The other thing I want to say, PSA, I just want to take a moment. I know that there's a lot of drama, drama about the USPS <laughs> system. If you can, I think Barack Obama said this best as well. Make a plan to vote. Do it now. Make it's August. Plan. Make a plan. So if you have not requested a mail-in or an absentee ballot, do it now. Have it sent somewhere that you can safely receive it, and then make a plan about how you're going to get that ballot back. If you're going to show up physically to your Board of Elections office, you can do that. If you want to show up on Election Day and vote in person, you can do that if you want. Or you can bring your ballot to the Elections office personally. You know, These are all things that you can do without the mail service. Uh, to send in your vote. And so just make a plan, or if you do want to send it in via mail, make sure you send it in extremely early. As soon as it's available, fill it out and send it back in the next day. Just make a plan and make sure that you're encouraging everyone to go Yeah, that's what I was going to say, is make sure you're talking to who you need to to make sure that they're voting too. Yes. This is such, such, such an important election, and I just want to make sure that everyone's on par and ready. I know here in Chicago, you can go on and request a ballot now. I'm not quite sure when they're going to be sending them out, but please request now and then make a plan on how you plan on getting your vote and your ballot back to be counted. That's it. All right. Let's wrap this up. Where can they find you? I'm on IG as Trenton Rashad and on Twitter as Trenton RD. And you can find me at Marcus Drew Steele with an E on the end on Instagram and I'm, why am I hiccuping Ciao. so much? Gosh. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at that handle. And then where can we find the podcast? You can find them at Cold Pop Show. I didn't know what pronouns the the podcast has. I guess I they're like, going by yeah. them, theirs, them and theirs. That's, that's like, fine with me. Let's go with that. So, so where can they find the podcast? At Cold Pop Show um, on Facebook and as well as uh, Cold Pop Show on IG. 
And you can listen to us on all the podcast platforms, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, G- Google Play. Yeah. Gmail. I was going to say Gmail. Gmail. Google Play. Gmail too. I'll email it to you. Right. Email right. We'll email it to you. Get a subscription. Yeah. Popshowgmail.com. Feel free to please share, like, subscribe, any comments. We will be putting up, again, like we said late, um, fashion earlier, icons. fashion icons. So look for that this week. Uh, yeah. And that's, oh, and if you have any other... Jada Essence Hall is my fashion icon. Question. She was really good. If you have any other questions, comments, feel free to shoot us an email at coldpopshow at gmail.com. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.